my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Trying, man. Do I'm not trying. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here! Do it! Stop running! Go back in. Do not run! Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. I didn't write an introduction, so here we go, firing from the hip. Ooh! <clears throat> Let's see. This is this is all my improv training coming into play, including delaying tactics until you think of something. You just talk for a while and let your brain think about stuff. Take a little <laughs> drink of tequila. <laughs> all right. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark, the internet's only podcast that has the courage to travel on the Underground Railroad. <laughs> nope. That sounds problematic. <laughs> yeah, that was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Start over. Start uh, over. I don't I don't like this. I don't feel good right now. I don't either. I have a stomach ache, to be honest with you. Wait, I got one. I got one. Oh, do it. This th You have not introduced an episode since the first season. This is going to blow people's minds. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. <clears throat> Welcome to come fight me in the dark. The internet's only podcast willing to throw an orb party for Nick and not invite Zach Baggins. I'm Eric Hoofnagel. And I'm Joel, the orb master. <laughs> the orb master. Orb. You know, when we were discussing spaces that have a great recipe for trap souls as zach bagans would say our first couple episodes with like penhurst being like a really like that's a fancy steak like mm, mm, yeah 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 fuck and then and then pavalia which is a recipe that is so perfect and so high class it's like gordon ramsay would be shouting mm, over it it's yes. like a filet mignon a, a, a spooky souffle, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got the old Ohio Reformatory, Remington Arms, and Linda Vista. Those are all pretty high quality. Like, that's like a, a good local Italian place. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, then Execution Rocks Lighthouse, that's like Olive Garden. Boy, I don't know. It's more of an Arby's. <laughs> if fucking Execution Rocks Lighthouse was an Arby's, then this is the garbage bin outside of the Arby's. <laughs> filled with that sweet, sweet roast beef the the population craves. The old beef. Fucking, let's just introduce this as we talk about Ghost Adventures Season 3, Episode 6, Prospect Place. In Trinway, Ohio, sits a place so saturated with dark history, it's no wonder the fight between good and evil is still continuing from when it started back in 1856. Now hang on, this is this is more tragic than anything I've ever seen. In a place where satanic worshippers made sacrifices, we've got a dead Fiero. And it just sounded like something that came out of the, like the Exorcist movie. Maybe this created a portal, a gateway. Perhaps this was no accident. Perchance she was compelled, compelled to steer her beige battering ram into the house that Beef built, driven not by force of this earth, but of an earth below. So with that said, uh, let's go dark. Let's go investigate the house on haunted hell. Arby's, we have the meat. <clears throat> Put an X right over here, Aaron. See what happens in the bathroom if we do bad things in it. Safe worshiping room. I know it is this shadow zone, a world where the blackness of our sin stares back at us and merely laughs. <laughs> And it was just laughing. Hold on. Shh. I don't know. Arby's is pretty cool. 
so normally when we when we're watching an episode, usually the the skits and the faff and about are the indications that it's going to be a bad episode. Yeah. But this one kind of followed the logic of like a sitcom where it's an episode with so many flashbacks that you know <laughs> it's going to be trash. It's just oh, filler. No. It's it's a filler episode. <laughs> You're right. Dude, yeah, I know. I know I'm right. <laughs> uh, I have to look up for a stupid joke that no one's going to care about but me. This is Ghost Adventures version of Star Trek The Next Generation Season 2, Episode 22, Shades of Grey, which is arguably the worst episode of Star Trek ever because it's literally a flashback episode. Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! And that's what this is. I'm worried that as we go forward, since there are 22 fucking seasons of ghost adventures that how self-referential it's gonna get oh man if this is any indicator oh yeah we're in for some trouble they keep looking back at their glory days (laughs) and they're only three out of 25 seasons in shit's not working out today so uh, that (laughs) reminds me of the time remember that time where i asked a male demon spirit to suck me off between my legs that was a good time. <laughs> oh my god. No, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Isaac, you're in the middle frame? There's no wait a minute. No, I know. But just... There's no wait a minute. You said it, man. Exactly. Look. Mound up. In a series where half of the episodes are like, hey, look at what capitalism produced as far as suffering and therefore <laughs> ghosts. Mm-hmm. This is like one of history's only examples of a capitalist that was using their shit for good. Mm-hmm. Fucking George Adams much respect before he even built this manor house which was an official stop on the underground railroad he was doing things like using his flour mill business he would take ships down rivers and trade flour down south and then he would hide runaway slaves in the uh, bellies of his ships and move them north and stuff he was like doing this for decades before he built this place it's so awesome as his great great grandson also named george (laughs) adams mentions he was violating a really strict law, and can we talk about George George Adams oh, Jr. Please, really please. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the temperature of the room. Yeah, I personally am absolutely in love with this boy. <laughs> you would be because he is exactly you, like right after you graduated <laughs> high school. He does. Look like <laughs> He's got that hair. This guy wears a suit about as well as I do. <laughs> like he looks so out of place wearing a tie. Oh yeah. He looks like he should be just wearing like a like a stained shirt and like playing Nintendo. And or Eric uh sitting behind a microphone uh on NPR. Ah, he has a great voice. Oh, he's got that like calm public radio monotone yeah which you know he should be talking about uh the local jazz scene in ohio or some shit like that yeah (laughs) did he build this house yes the construction began in 1855 it took a year to build and it concluded in 1856 was burned immediately by the bricklayer that built it and they rebuilt it uh concluding in 1857 He's supposed to be the nasty one. He's the nasty one. The mean one. Right. The aggressive one. Mm -hmm. 
This program was made possible by contributions to your PBS station from viewers like you. Thank you. And I feel like uh, George, he's like in a between a rock and a hard place with this property because he took it over to try and uh, turn it into a historical society for the Adams family. Ba-ba-da-dump. Anyways. Um, Boy, we're hitting hard on this episode. We're coming oh out of God, the gate yeah. so strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that like lazy Ba-ba-da-dump is really going like, to lull people in. Eh. What do you mean, eh? Eh. He bought the estate and now he's, I feel like he has, he realizes he has to like promote it. And so he's just letting ghost teams in there because he does not believe in ghosts. No, he doesn't. And he does not care for Zach. No, no. Well, he, I mean, he, he takes himself as a, he takes himself seriously. And Zach, he's a rodeo clown. Yes. I mean, we've got a simulacrum of a high school Joel <laughs> attempting to do his best to dress for a wedding. <laughs> a yellow shirt with a red tie. Oh, what are you, Ronald McDonald? What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Sitting across from a, a goth bro with skulls on his sleeves. Jesus Christ. Every statement that Zach makes, George Adams Jr. just counters him every single time. <laughs> Like, Zach is trying to build attention. Like, so how many slaves, they must have perished in that basement. He's like, "Mm, there's no records of that. We don't have any indication of that. Yeah. He, yeah, he does. He does. At one point he goes like, uh, maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Who knows? And then they're like, whoa, that's a yes. No. That to us means yes. My favorite part of, of George Adams Jr. talking to, to Zach is that. He noticeably gets mad at him as Zach tries to do his bullshit to fucking talk over him. At four minutes and 24 seconds, George uh, starts the story about the bounty hunter. He's like, oh, let me see if I can get a good NPR voice. Um, yes, there's a story of a bounty hunter who up the road to the house and then Zach just jumps in. He went up the road to the house and then George just angry coughs over Zach to try and get control of the conversation back and I was very happy at that moment. Man, how did I miss that? Four minutes and 24 seconds. Like, Zach just tries... Zach does his bullshit where he just repeats what people are saying and George just goes like... There is a story that comes through the family of a bounty hunter that approached the building. He rode up to the house and he rode up um, to the house. <clears throat> asked George to release any slaves he had in the building. George uh, drew his pistol. Really? <clears throat> I also recognize that, like, he's named after his whatever great-great-grandfather. This is his lot in life, is to stand in the shadow of his ancestor and lead a bunch of portly ghost hunters through his property (laughs) yeah uh, all the while while not believing in it at all and noticeably being disappointed that no one cares enough about actual history so they have to throw in some fucking ghost shit i wonder if he tries to pull this shit out at a bar like his pickup like he's like hey yeah no i'm i'm named after him um excuse me ma'am uh i couldn't help but notice that you uh we're looking at me in my my yellow shirt and red tie. Uh, yes, 
Do you want to go and party at my mansion <laughs> in one of the only rooms that have been restored? It's the bad room for a reason. There's three beds in there, baby. <laughs> this activity was hot. Is there anything else to talk about as far as the history? Bounty hunter came, got chased off. Girl got, girl, girl got fell, girl fell off. Girl the got failed. Girl got filled down. I just, I just turned into Aaron. That girl <laughs> done got filled off that balcony. Got <laughs> and done she thrown. shouldn't have done that. It, it was a wrong thing for them to done, and they tried to bury her. Uh, but they couldn't because the ground was frozen. Yeah, so they put her in their old freezer, which was basically an old well in the basement that they would fill with ice. You know, the Historical Society is really proud of that freezer because it was a kind of cutting-edge technology there. They had, like, <laughs> vents to flow the uh, to flow the cold air down into the, the well so that it kept it, like, even colder so the ice would stay frozen for a really long time. Do you think door-to-door salesmen used the pitch uh, that... It could really, it could really keep a keep a little girl's corpse from rotting. <laughs> Boy, you could you could you could fit so many dead little girls in this thing. <laughs> Has grandma died at Christmas again? Ah, <laughs> uh, can't dig her a hole. Too damn cold. I just imagine like <laughs> an old timey like hand crank movie commercial <laughs> of like you see like some old. <laughs> Like the grandma like falls over dead, and they're like they're they're like they cuts to but like the the text that says like oh no she has fallen ill and died and <laughs> at Christmas time at that and then you see the the, the man like go out and just like hit a shovel against the ground and he puts his hand on it and ah, he's, he's like fie fie on this ground <laughs> <laughs> see we we would have been marketing kings back in the day Eric yeah everyone would have bought our little girl freezer. <laughs> <laughs> our little girl freezer good sometimes God. you let your brain take control of your mouth and that comes mm. out so yeah dude no don't dude listen man no, this don't do dude. the the history of this place is all almost all speculative except for a lady falls down and breaks her hip and then her heart gets broken and then a little girl falls down and gets put in a fridge. Joel, you forgot the thing that happened in the 60s that totally happened. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the building was abandoned in the 60s uh, to the like, 80s. And apparently a bunch of hippies went in there and they worshipped the hell out of Satan. And they wrote, they, they created a portal in the attic. It's just, and, and there's no fucking evidence at all the way zach tries to present it sounds fucking fun but then it's all speculative he says satanic worshipers made sacrifices and it Mm -hmm. and it's like then later there's no mention of sacrifices nope there was like some 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 graffiti on the wall and they were like this is satanic and so they put a cross over it that's it it's like finding any place where juggalos have hung out and been like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. They've opened a portal to the dark carnival. <laughs> we put our EVP recorders up <laughs> to where we saw the hatchet men and we heard a distinct whoop whoop. <laughs> and for some reason, Aaron got really excited. <laughs> homies! 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 <laughs> 
We heard what sounded like a can of Fago being opened. <laughs> disembodied hiss. <laughs> I just heard a creepy disembodied hiss right in my ear. Here's my camera's enhanced audio. Throw it up in the sky to suit that bitch. Slap it up, silly, and boot that bitch. no evidence of satan worshiping and fun fact i watched a competing ghost shows experience there Ooh. i watched ghost hunters investigation oh you fucking trifling ass well i learned my lesson you know you feel like the grass is always greener you know you might want a new a new squeeze no something that something new inside you no. that show is bullshit and i hate it i hate it so much no no there's nothing that competes with zacky boy zacky and his boys they're the best lovers. They're so giving. It's very funny because the story about that ballroom evolved between the ghost hunters being there and the Gak being there. Oh. Because when ghost hunters went there, they said that room had no ties to Satanism. They said that's where slaves used to sacrifice animals to their pagan gods, essentially. Whoa. What? What the hell? What the f***? Oh, I love also that like when he when when Zach says Satanists sacrificed animals up there and it cuts to a fucking cow being beheaded like <laughs> like these Satanists in the 1960s yeah. drug a cow all the way up to like the third floor of this abandoned building and then killed it. That's brilliant, Zach. Brilliant. Not not in the barn, which would be pretty easy to get into a, a cow into. No. Nope. I'm starting to smell some weird stuff too. Yeah, are you smelling that? It just hit me over here. Kind of like sulfur. Zach gets to see uh, the most tragic thing he's ever witnessed. In a place with so much history of the darkness of American slavery and... It's disturbing. He can't even stomach it. It's so rough. It's so... I can't even believe they put it on camera. I know this is supposed to be a family program, okay? We can't say the P word. We can't blam jam on here, but they showed this. Can't believe it. They showed a fucking dilapidated. I don't feel good right now, bro. Mistreated. I don't. I don't like this. I don't feel good right broken now. Broken down, Fierro. Stop! Stop! Oh my God, I can't believe you even said it. it just brought it right back to me. I'm Ugh. sorry. I'm sorry. Zach gets really upset that there's a nice sp sports car covered in weeds with its windows busted out and he makes a big deal out of it and George, he's laughing it off the way that Philip Seymour Hoffman laughs in <laughs> The Big Lebowski <laughs> where he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is probably what's causing all of your unexplained activity. All the hauntings, right, yeah. I've never seen anything more sad than a dead <laughs> Fierro, George. <laughs> the only thing that would have been great is if they caught a car horn on the EVP or Zach got run over by a car ghost. If this went full Christine, oh. that's what I want to see. They're like, suddenly there were some headlights. Could this be the spirit of the Fierro outside? Another witness, Aaron Chandler, did see, say that he saw a light 
floating. And maybe it wasn't a lantern from the times of the Underground Railroad. Maybe it was the headlight of the Lost Fiero. Oh! This is so sad. Dude, I'm crying, dude. The witnesses in this really are the scum at the bottom of the trash can God. at Arby's. So what if I smell like roast beef? This whole place smells like roast beef. Aaron decides to shoot his shot now that he's on television to show out his uh, his you know budding art school portfolio. Oh my God, it's rendering. brilliant. <laughs> he, he, shows the, 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 he drew very nicely in pencil the scene that he claims to have seen and Zach looks at a drawing, Eric, a drawing, yes. look at a drawing. Yeah. And he says, wow, that really looks like a lantern. Yeah. Which, that's literally the point of an image. The drawing, it's a drawing of a lantern. Which, I don't know, if this were a different show, someone would be like, definitely a UFO. Yeah. If this were or another show, they'd be like, "That is a shapeshifter." It is. It is an orb. That's the glow witch of Southern California. <laughs> the glow witch. <laughs> Don't come into my swamp, or I'm gonna glow at you. <laughs> that was weird. That's why I shaved my head. That sounded like alienish, dude. God, I can't believe I didn't write his fucking name down. I feel like an idiot, but this guy who's dressed like exactly like my dad. Um, he's got the New Balance, white New Balance shoes. He's got a shirt fucking tucked in. Are we are we talking about Randy Molyneux? Yeah, Randy, Randy Close Talker Molyneux. Yeah, he's he's the tour guide and he looks like, he, he looks and sounds like the child of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Ernest P. Worrell. Oh my God. <laughs> Did you hear something? I cast you out. Boy, I sure did. She heard Joinus came in contact with the demon. Where's my machine gun? A woman's word. <laughs> he introduces, like, this footage that he shot in the attic, which is supposed to show a shadow figure crossing his view. Yeah, uh and it's very successful and in one half of that sentence it definitely shows shadow it's a shadow yeah um it moves exactly the way uh, a shadow would move across a beam of light if you were moving the beam of light as he was and something was in the way yeah like the banister that was right in front of him I mean, he he provides like a lot of entertainment in this episode. Let's, you know, uh, fucking <laughs> Stone Cold P. Worrell, as I like to call him. He, he mentions <laughs> that he was there with a demonologist who suddenly was like, I have cast you out, which is, I have to say, Eric, if I got ordained as a demonologist, I would do that so often just to fuck with people. Oh, dude, can we get, can you get ordained <gasps> as a demonologist? Yes, yes, yes. Patreon goal send us to Demon Camp. Dude, Demon Camp? Oh my god. Oh my god, that'd be so fun. The amount of times I would like walk into a Starbucks in my regalia and like just bring out my, my cross and be like, oh, I cast you out! Oh yeah, no, I would go full like blood monk style with it. Like <laughs> just, just t 
tattered rags and like a constant like like big scab on my forehead that I keep raking at and I come in and I got like a bandage over my eyes. You've got you've got your like incense censure like in front of you just like making a smoke cloud as you're just you walk into like a Taco Bell and be like this place has been built on a nexus of hell itself. You have the Diablo sauce, the sauce of 666. Don't put it on the burritos. This food is sin. Sin. Food is sin. Listen, I know we're, we're listen, we're getting excited here, okay? Stone Cold P. Worrell provides us with one of the most cringeworthy moments. <laughs> I think I've ever seen yeah. on Ghost Adventures because oh there's a the theme that permeates this episode, uh, Eric Hoofnagel. Uh-huh. And that is these boys desperately trying to prove that they are, are hetero men. Oh, boy. Who are big and strong. Absolutely not gay. No, uh-uh. Mm. No. That's for... Mm, P words, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's four P words, and they only care for that wet ass P word stuff. Okay, that's that's what they're about. And the the first is because of Stone Cold P Worrell telling this story about a woman who was just in the basement sitting in a chair, who uh, apparently heard somebody come up and whisper her name and join us. <laughs> this and this gentleman. Uh, recreates this by gently whispering into Zach's ear a few times. It reminds me of what Zach tends to do to people where he's like, do what happened to you to me. Do it to my body. Push me. Yeah. But it's usually a female. It's a woman. He's trying to get women to touch him. He doesn't like it when guys touch yeah. him. And he didn't ask for this either, but this guy went for it and he's like, he leans right in so close and it's so weird because he dressed just like my dad and he's <laughs> le leaned right in he's like zach join us you can see zach is visibly uncomfortable <laughs> yeah somebody who gets a boner for spooky stories where like this is the kind of thing that would generally make him come he has folded his legs he has put his hands across his lap, and he is looking anywhere other than at this gentleman. Yeah, this this guy is is uh, is being a bit of an incubus. Which that's the second case of our boys trying to call attention to the fact that they don't have a case of the gay. When they do a little flashback, Eric, <laughs> we have fun in the past. Basically. Oh my God! This well, this is the first flashback, the first of many. Apparently, somebody was doing the Lord's work back in the 2000s before we came on the scene, and called out Zach Bagans for trying to get an incubus to suck his dick. <laughs> yeah, because the incubus is the boy version of the succubus. Remember when Zach said he goes to the library to do research? Yeah. The the tally for Zach not being able to read is just increasing every day. <laughs> I have to jump in here really quick. Yeah. With a little Bible study. Oh, fantastic. Let's go. Stone Cold P. Worrell says that 
the demonologist must have been referencing a, a demon or dark entity because, quote, demonologists don't believe in ghosts. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Zach, Zach whips his head around and looks at him like it was the fucking most contentious thing that he <laughs> has ever heard in his life. Yeah. The Ghost Hunting for Dummies book of the Zach Bagans Bible Experience actually uh, brings up the history of this, and it's kind of interesting. Essentially, the Catholic Church, the history of the Catholic Church is, hey, there's all these pagan traditions. Why don't we just absorb them and make them all about Jesus? So we take away these people's culture and make them subservient to us. Right. The absorption. To quote the book. In the Middle Ages, a belief that the souls of the dead could find themselves in purgatory created the need to sell indulgences. These were payments to the church that allowed the living to reduce the penalties for the sins of the dead. The common belief in ghosts made the sale of indulgences very profitable for the church. Oh. He quotes in, his, in the book that there was beliefs like that that led uh, Martin Luther to launch the Reformation, which eventually basically split Christianity between Catholicism and Protestantism, which Mm -hmm. is a simplification, but whatever. Um, And it's pretty funny because he calls out the Catholic Church because we have a lot of evidence in in our experience even now. You know, we've got them selling time off sentence for for ghosts to people. We've got the big horseshoe coming in as you established selling selling anti-satan horseshoes uh-huh. and and zach doesn't seem to see the irony in what he's doing <laughs> come to my haunted museum you can stay overnight for 300 dollars per person god damn it why do you like girls and money i mean i know we all do but why do you like them that's the bible study and it, it brings us back to this this notion of of Stone Cold P. Worrell whispering join us into Zach's ear and he is he is having a really a big crisis of the not gaze so he tries to put some pressure on Aaron Goodwin uh, yeah. you know Eric last episode you mentioned that with the level of bullying that Aaron endures in this show yeah that it's it's shocking that they haven't killed him at by at, you know by season 25 and we see the first glimpse of them really kicking around that idea. <laughs> Aaron, if you hear somebody say, join us, what are you going to do to this good, this good Christian boy? Oh, yeah. He's like, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and they're like, no, you're going to do it. You're going to. With like a coldness, like a, a like a, a sociopathic coldness between Zach and Nick, where it's like, no, no, Aaron. And he's like, well, what if I say, yeah, and then I have a heart attack. And they're like, well, then you'll be dead. Yeah, and then you get to tell us what it's like on the other side. And he's like, I'll haunt, I'll haunt the shit out of you two. And Zach actually stifles a laugh. He's trying to hide. He doesn't want to laugh at a beta's joke, but he does laugh. And then they do a jump scare of Aaron's face. <laughs> yeah. Aaron looks weird. You look weird, dude. That whole scene is very triggering because they're mean to Aaron. It's also triggering as somebody who uses co- humor as a coping mechanism where he's being bullied and so he makes a joke out of it to try and get the heat off of him. He looks so exhausted of it at this point. Oh my god, he looks his soul is sad, Eric. It's no longer like 
uh oh, looks like I'm gonna have to hang out in the showers where people were raped. Oh boy, golly! Yeah. Now it's like it's <laughs> like yeah, I know. Yeah, it's yeah. the scary area. Yeah, okay, cool. Aaron, where are you gonna go by yourself tonight? The basement. Got it. That poor, poor boy has been beaten down and it's only season three out of yeah. 20 fucking five. The light, the light has left his eyes by, by season three. There, another group of witnesses that they talk to are the specter team Dude. of paranormal investigators, specifically Kim geese, geese. Dude, dude, I, I got really interested in the Spectre team. <laughs> Did you check out their kick-ass website? Yes, it's still up. It looks like it's still, it's the kind of website where they still have pages where it's like, page under construction. It's also the kind of website where definitely one person on their team knew a little bit about web development because <laughs> each page has like so much style splash to it. Like they're really proud of being Team Spectre. And and then uh, Spectre, Spectre with uh, R E at the end, uh, stands stands for specialists in paranormal engagement, communication, and team research expeditions. God, way <laughs> what a to fucking go. stretch! <laughs> That's a stretch. It's it's still better than fish. Ech. Fish. 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 <laughs> fish. <laughs> fucking kim kim the apparent leader of team spectry she has the haircut of someone that is used to demanding communication with people that don't want to talk to her oh my god oh oh wait wait before we go any further i just need to read you one thing from the specter website so i went to their events page and at the bottom they have the do's and don'ts of going on a ghost hunting tour um, number one, do not whisper because people will think that your whispering is a ghost mm -hmm. on their EVPs. Mm -hmm. Do, do mm -hmm. respect others. Do turn off your cell phone. Do not scare. No. Do wear comfortable clothes. <laughs> and this one was in red. This is the last one. It's in red print. And it says, Ooh. do not attend events under the influence of substances. You will be immediately asked to leave without refund. <laughs> and man, there's got to be a good story there. Maybe they got together one year, Eric. They got a, a fund together and they went over to Scotland <laughs> and they ran into Chris Ascari <laughs> on a fucking <laughs> goddamn ketamine bender. Fucking ketamine and bender. <laughs> And they were like, this is why we have the rule, gang. I just can't help but imagine, like, some fucking dumb teenagers take some acid and decide to go <laughs> on a fucking ghost hunting tour with all these plump, plump weirdos. And they're like, oh, fuck, dude, oh, just freaking out. <laughs> well, I mean, Eric, I have to be honest, despite Spectre's good intentions... When we inevitably go on a ghost tour as part of the Come Fight Me in the Dark experience, I am not going to be sober. I am going to be uh, wild well, and out. Hell, I mean, that's kind of how we do this podcast. This is how we 
it's we got to drink our funny sauce. We got to drink our funny sauce, and we're gonna have to do that so I can pull down my pants and let a ghost try and poke me up my butthole for evidence. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that has had to have created a lot, a lot of very, very bad energy. Zach tries dousing, and immediately he's like, gets scared. Yeah. And he's like, oh, there's something going on. And he's just holding these two pieces of metal. <laughs> and it's just so silly. And, yeah. oh, God. And he walks forward, and then they, like, cross. And he's like, they're like, should we, do you want us out of here? And then they, like, move outwards. <laughs> and they're like, oh, 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 that's a yes. Whoa. Do you want us to leave? Do you want us to go home? Yeah. The next thing they do is they go to the bad room. This is the first time Zach gets hard in this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I wrote down his quote, which makes me feel <laughs> ill. Um, Let's see what happens in the bad room when we do bad things in it. Oh, fuck. Dirty talking daddy. <laughs> He's a dirty talking daddy, and it's it's pretty fun that he's talking like that in the quote unquote bad room, which is also where the little girl is supposed to be seen. Oh. You want to explain yourself? Grab that towel right there, please. Wrap it around yourself, and please sit in that stool. And the people they talk to in the bad room are George and Carla Topsides. Topside. 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 These two poor fuckers have to deal with the gack and they're fucking not gay. Yeah. He, she's like, yeah, I got touched by a ghost down here. And Zach goes, well, uh, Aaron over here has got a bit of a fetish for getting touched by ghosts. Fucking. Which is hilarious. Top, yeah. Top notch projection from fucking <laughs> touch my, look at my body, Zach. Yeah. He, with that kind of projection, he should be running for a Republican state. It's so bad. And then Aaron makes it so much worse. And he goes, he goes, yeah, I mean, like, you know, female ghosts only. And then the room goes quiet. And the woman lets out just the most disappointed, cornered sound. She just goes, oh. So we'll be sure. Female ghosts only. Um, I don't know. Nick's like, hell yeah, like this incubus succubus, bro. Yeah. Oh, God, it's like the, these two adults in a room with three teenage boys who are all, like, high-fiving and, like, sack-tapping each other. And Zach is clearly shaken, Eric. He's shaken to his core with this memory of being on national television trying to seduce a, a, a gay demon. Yes. Like, I feel like that's probably the most spiritual damage Zach's ever taken is accidentally trying to get some dude demon to suck his dick. I'm done with the incubus succubus. I didn't know what the difference was, all right? Uh. <laughs> and then we get another flashback right after that. She's talking about how this, like, woman comes in and is, like, pointing at her. And uh, Zach goes... That reminds me of the first time I saw a ghost. And we get a nice little flash flashback to the original documentary. Again, his projection, his entire his entire thesis for his, his ghost hunting career has been trying to get a ghost woman to suck his dick. And we know that 
because in his album he has a song oh. where he's literally recording a what he says is a female spirit talking about how much she likes to fuck with him and touch him while he's asleep. Dude. What are you like doing to me when I sleep? Speaking of bad stuff, are you ready to get into the fucking lockdown of this place? Yes. This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. No! We start off, and (laughs) it is already ill-fated, not only because of how uncomfortable Zach looks... Yes, he's cold and it's raining and he's like, this isn't Vegas, boys. He he is so cold and moist and uncomfortable. He doesn't even have time for a fist bump, but he does have time to go into great detail to reassure the audience that, yes, the lockdown will be broken, but only temporarily. Dude, this is a full, full reveal of how fucking useless and stupid the whole lockdown concept is. Yeah, so yours truly is gonna get locked in there from 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. So I need you here, please, at 1 a.m. to unlock me out of the front door, escort me over there to the bar, lock me in, and then unlock me out at 2 a.m. and then put me back in the house, in the mansion. Gladly. Good? Okay. He's making this guy fucking wake up at 1 a.m. to do this dumb shit. This is pointless. Or he's just hanging out. Or he's hanging out, waiting until 1 a.m. to escort this fucking health goth over to a barn where he locks him in for an hour and then comes back at 2 a.m., unlocks it, walks him back, and then locks him back in the house. It's so dumb. And Zach is just full on his bullshit. As they're doing the X camera setup, he keeps seeing things like the well room in the basement where a lot of train accident victims were brought and it was there where they died. And it was also used as a place to store bodies of the slaves that died. It's like, (laughs) bitch, we just, we just watched the episode. We just heard from the historian that that's not confirmed or real. So yeah, well, they killed a cow in the attic. Don't you know? And opened a portal with its blood. <laughs> yes. Zach, Zach tries a joke and he fucking, it flops so fucking hard. It, dude, it's not a fucking dad joke. It's a straight up like grandpa joke. It's a two year old joke. It's like a very small child learning how jokes work. And uh, let's go investigate the house on haunted hell. No! No! The first thing they do is Zach tries to lure a little girl as he <laughs> wants to do. Yeah. I don't want to perpetuate this stereotype that is always creepy when men try to interact with little kids because that's damaging. You know, men men can be fine with kids, but it is creepy when Zach does it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, there's, there is definitely a feeling and a tone and a look to what he's doing that is off-putting every single time because he's Zach Bagans. Oh man, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, uh, we can, we can play a little game, little girl. Little girl, please come here. I want to hear the pitter patter of your little girl feet. So while he's like talking to the little girl, they get an EVP of what he says sounds like a playful little girl. It sounds straight up 
like a woman having sex. Like room over someone fucking. After that, they go towards the servants' quarters. This is our first urb. Of many. You can see this urb, and it looks like it is about little girl height. This episode is flashbacks and orbs. That's the that's the title of the fucking episode. Flashbacks and orbs. Ding. And then uh, Zach tries to get slapped by a ghost in the room outside of the servants' quarters, and then they don't get anything there, which no. then brings them to the devil's dance floor in the ballroom. Yeah, suck on that, Zach, with your house on haunted hell bullshit. Just 2% more effort. He has this really, like, funny kind of angsty moment. He's just in this, like, beam of light, and he's, like, holding holding his his elbow. He's, like, talking about how, like, you know, there were some... There were some investigators who came in here before, and they ran out, and they refused to not. They refused to ever come back in. And you know, that's the stuff that I like to chase—the darker stuff. And he like looks <laughs> off, like this, like angsty, like hot topic scene. And and Nick takes that moment to like look at the camera, and like also <laughs> kind of pose. And it just looks like an album cover, a really sad album cover. It's so good. Come in. They go up in the attic and the dance floor and it's just orb party for Nick. Nick is the center of the orb party. All the orbs at the ball want to dance with the fairest of them all. <laughs> And it is the Nick orb ball. <laughs> and Zach is the spurned and evil stepsister. It's, it's a perfect story for Zach Bagans as he continually gets like more and more angry that all of these orbs are paying attention to, to Nick. Yeah. And, and Aaron is pointing out that orbs are flying into Nick's head. That's when Nick starts like, oh, I'm drained. Oh, no. And it's when Zach is like getting mad. He's like, yeah, that's how they show themselves in that light spectrum. It's when mm, mm. <laughs> And that's when we get our fourth flashback. They're like, uh-oh, Nick, remember the last time you felt drained by a ghost? <laughs> Moon River Brewery. And he, and when he went crazy, got a little yeah. crazy. But of course, he didn't lose his cool in this because Moon River, Eric, well, that was in Savannah. Uh, Savannah's a little different. <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> oh, my God. And then they get flabbergasted by a, uh, an old brick wall in cold weather being cold it's their second favorite improv game of the i feel cold let put your hand here we can't measure like wait don't they have temperature equipment <laughs> usually yeah give me the thermometer Aaron, real quick <laughs> he already said that the weather that night it's raining and he said it's freezing yeah it's cold and this old ass fucking building from like the civil war it's gonna be cold! It doesn't have any insulation! Oh, it smells so bad! Oh, oh god! Oh, oh, run! It's so nasty! 
this is the second episode in a row where Zach has given us a new word that he's learned. Uh, he references in the throwback to Moon River Brewery that this is a similar situation. situation. This was like deja vu from the Moon River Brewing Company in Savannah, Georgia, where the situation there was very similar. They do two rounds of the let's turn off that light to see how dark it is game. Yeah, because uh, Nick touches him at one point and Zach flips out yeah because this is an episode of the case of the not gays he's like god damn no we just we just earlier we tried to make ourselves look super hetero nick i thought we covered this don't fucking touch me unless i tell you to lift my shirt up don't lift my shirt up until i tell you to lift my shirt up (laughs) yeah and fucking so zach to reiterate for some reason immediately after the commercial break they do the second round of turn off the lights to see how dark it is and <laughs> this is the only light that Aaron gets in the entire episode because Zach fucking eats it which yeah. is always a wonderful experience for everybody in Oh home. it's so funny too because he hams it the fuck up it's just like it's like that fucking uh that like family guy meme where he's just yeah. on the ground <sighs> ah <sighs> ah and he's just holding his shin <laughs> Turn it back on. What'd you do? <laughs> what did you hit? I think he hit that chair. God, that hurts so bad. Bad, dude. Stop, Aaron. Go away. And then they get a ghost laughing at the boy. Which is like one of the only good like pieces of evidence they get. Yeah, in an episode of Mostly Nothing, that's like an okay one. Yeah, well, it's a creepy laugh, too. Yeah, and it's pretty funny because in this ball where Nick is the fairest of all and all of the oorbs do not want to dance with Zach, they all gather around to laugh at his plight (laughs) as he's trying to strut like a peacock and he is brought low by a tiny chair. (laughs) so funny and then and then nick stands over him and he's pointing down he's like are you laughing at him do you like (laughs) seeing him hurt he is harmed he's harmed he's harmed why don't you harm him more slither up inside of him come on orbs you can do it i'm sorry i just felt something touch me in this area here (laughs) And Zach is so upset that he immediately leaves the room and splits them up and doesn't let them go back. The guy shows up to pick him up and he's like, he's like, okay, listen, all right, listen, this is what's going to happen, okay? And he's got a rope all around him. He's ready to fucking go and yell at this bounty hunter who got hung. (laughs) At one point he's like, I hate slavery. Yeah. It was a really bad thing that America did just such a brave stance you know which is it's pretty funny because zach is the editor of this episode he does he is anti-slavery but he does choose to every single time that slavery is mentioned uh apply the ghost adventure slavery theme which is some spooky discordant music with low humming so pretty on the nose zach (laughs) no no and then after the split up thing like zach is the only person that gets evidence from this point Uh, nick hatches a plot once zach leaves he's like hey listen he's like aaron check this out check this out i'm gonna take this lantern i'm gonna put it in the tower 
and that's going to activate like all the slaves in the basement <laughs> but also and then Aaron's like all on board he's like oh yeah dude oh and he's like it's going to activate yeah. it's going to activate the bounty hunter dude, oh my god yeah he hears a knock it's a stormy night so whatever and then he claims to get grabbed which he has to walk that back to basic touch immediately I just felt something come up behind me like grab me not really grab me but put their hand on me to where i felt like a static i mean and i feel like that's every story now from ghost like that's literally what all of these grabbing stories where people are like i got picked up and thrown across the room it's like oh no you felt like a little static jolt and you like made yourself jump a little bit you had heartburn fred you don't need an exorcist you need prilosec otc from larry the cable guy he can hook you up then zach starts uh taunting the ghost he he demands that the ghost do it hurt Zack. And that's what he hears a rock. This rock is cooking. Oh, what? Are you trying to harm us? No, he also gets the hiss, which the hiss is maybe the only spooky thing that happens in this episode because it is a scary ass sound. It sounds like like a zombie from a video game. Oh no, that that one's really fucking good. It it's it could have been the the crack as we've established of a Fago can opening and the gargling of a juggalo, but <laughs> the gargling of a juggalo. <laughs> that's a that's a book we all we're all forced to read in middle school. That's Arl Stein's 60th Goosebumps <laughs> novel, The Gargling of the Juggalo. <laughs> the haunted fago <laughs> something wicked this way whoops oh my god <laughs> the rock happens and i also was surprised they didn't do a flashback of the last time we got a th rock thrown at them but they do do another flashback right after that their fifth flashback to Pavalia Island. Yep. Nick and Zach are like, listen, like this was a lot of orbs. So like, let's talk about orbs and like how we've proven with orbs that, that the ghosts are real. Which is very funny. They're, they're showing footage of how to distinguish an orb and like, look, it's not dust because dust has a snowfall pattern, which, okay, I can buy. And then they say, and it's clearly not a bug. And then because you could see they're kind of like rod shaped and you can even see the wings sometimes. And it's like they cut to a shot from Pavalia and it looks exactly like an orb. Like it's <laughs> indistinguishable. The bug looks the same. It's an orb. It is yeah, a straight. Yeah, it's yeah. an O O R B orb. It's I, like. I also get really annoyed when they they show that scene. Uh, they always show the same shot of the dust, because that's dust that's been disturbed, and it's moving quickly. But some of them, if you look carefully, some of them are moving exactly, like orbs do. Zach and Nick even say that 95% of orbs are stupid. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like the it's like the case of atheism versus the religious people. Like, you just believe in one less God than us. <laughs> oh, we yeah, just you, believe that all orbs are bullshit. And they believe that 
just 5% of them are real. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out! I'm out, I'm out. Good idea. Great idea. Orbs are dumb. This episode is dumb. I hate it. I can't tell Eric if it's because it's in a season with great episodes, but I think this is my least favorite episode. George Adams. That guy encapsulates the energy and the excitement of this episode. Yeah, an NPR host at like 2 p.m. on a weekday. Just, just boring. So... Eric Hoofnagel. Yeah. It's time to fucking challenge this goddamn uh, noose-covered uh, case of the not-gays-having fucking goth bro. <laughs> fucking fight us in the dark. Yeah, fucking do something. This episode sucked. Come and fight us. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. The one thing that we can establish about Zach Bagans so far to this point is that he can take any story and with his powers of hyperbole, convince himself that it holds any water. Mm. So I don't know if you've been reading the news recently, Eric. Uh, yeah. There are entire ghost towns for sale for dirt cheap dude ghost towns are starting to hit the market new goal damn all these millennials are gonna be moving out to ghost towns <laughs> specifically with okay you're 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 getting a little bit ahead of me because our entire generation seems to really love to like be buying into tarot and spiritualism as hobbies oh. because what the fuck else we're gonna do all of us millennials are going to be moving out to ghost towns to try and then market them for these paranormal shows. And since Zach in the Bible study already called out how easily people profit from spiritualism without realizing he do, does it himself, I want to buy a ghost town and just circulate the dumbest stories the most oh. over-the-top nonsense I possibly can conjure with all of the knowledge I have of Zach Bagans, all of his fears, where he will have to come and fight us there. It will be a Zach Bagans theme park. It's like a, it's like a Home Alone situation. <laughs> that you've baited the trap, and then he's oh, trapped yeah. in your world. He's trapped right. in this, the, the ghost town that you've had plenty of time to set up oh my god oh there's there's gonna be so many things there's gonna be you know there's gonna be a satan well it was full of blood <laughs> there's gonna be filled with blood tons of heads little girls frozen teeth. down there dot tons of teeth human ash all over the place <laughs> the twist is of course that it is just filled with things that he's actually scared of there's no ghosts <laughs> It's just, I've bought a ton of snakes. Like let rubber them breed. snakes falling from the ceiling. No, real ass snakes, Eric. Real ass snakes. There's snakes, there's dolls, there's a pool with a shark. And the people that take them around, we only hire like six foot two plus voluptuous women as tour guides so that Zach is on his heels 
immediately. All right, Joel, I like this. And uh, I'm just going to add on mine. It's very small. It's very simple. So we know Zach's a Vegas boy. Oh, he is. He hates wet. He hates cold. And so I'm going to hide in your town. And everywhere (laughs) he goes, I'm going to be hucking Orbeez at him. Orbeez? Orbeez. You know, they're these little beads that fill with water. (laughs) I'm going to be hucking cold, wet Orbeez at him. And he's going to think. He's going to lose it. He's going to actually lose it. Because he's going to feel the, the the pelting of the orbs. They're going to come to life for him. And they're going to be wet. They're going to be cold. And he's going to get struck. He's going to get harmed. And that's all I got, man. Fucking Orbeez. I'm going to wet him up with some Orbeez. They're, we're going to get him nice and wet with Orbeez. And... It's going to be pretty funny because I've learned recently that he has to wear special corrective lenses, which is one of the reasons why in the Joe Exotic's gushing horse vagina experience, (laughs) he has what I called crazy cult leader eyes. It turns out he, at some point in his history, got just double vision, and he blames that on spiritual possession, but... uh, Either way, I don't think his peripheral vision is going to be very good, so he's not going to see these Orbeez coming. Oh, absolutely not. He's going to be too focused on all of the snakes and bees surrounding him in our (laughs) fake ghost town. (laughs) Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. That's it, man. That's like that's the energy oh. I have for this episode. It fucking yeah. I hate this episode. I really that do. sucks. It sucks. It it's a handful suck. of fucking Orbeez and a an ill-fitting dress shirt. Just. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Hopefully, Eric. Next time. I mean, I've I had fun talking about it with you because we're great. <laughs> it's not. It's it's just this show that sucks. Yeah, that one was bad. So in the season finale of Ghost Adventures Season 3, we have uh, the Clovis Wolf Manor, which Ooh. sounds very spooky. Yeah, it sounds like a, like a level in Elden Ring. I'm excited to see what they cook up next time at the Clovis Wolf Eric Manor. Eric, I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just want to be done with this. Me too. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Just sliding silly. into home at the end of this one. It's just it's over. Love you. Just bye. You go away. Bye. Love you. Wishes warlocks. <laughs> Goodbye. Alright all you witches and warlocks Thank you so much for tuning in You can find us at CFMITD on Twitter Or on Instagram At come fight me in the dark You can also send us an email to Aaron is a bottom biatch At gmail.com That's A-A-R-O-N Is a bottom B-I-A-T-C-H At gmail.com Thanks so much for listening We love you Good night